Welcome to Roll Call, a 126th Air Refueling Wing podcast of the Illinois Air National Guard at Scott Air Force Base. I'm your host, Tactical Sergeant Brian Ellison. The Roll Call podcast focused on people, mission, and community. Thanks for listening. Coming up, we're going to hear from newly promoted Doc Trong. He was promoted to Colonel over Drill Weekend. What a busy Drill Weekend it was. You can see all the photos on our Facebook page. Hopefully, we'll get those over to Instagram as well. Colonel Trong is moving from the wing to take a position in Springfield. More on that coming up. Also, coming up, we'll find out more about the mentorship program with Lieutenant Colonel Huckel, the uh, deputy commander of the maintenance group. He and a panel of folks sat down to talk about the new and improved mentorship program with the 126th Air Refueling Wing. Congratulations to Chief Master Sergeant Christina Rizzo. She will become the wing's next Command Chief Master Sergeant when Command Chief Master Sergeant Mike Douglas retires later this summer. We'll have to have uh, both of them on at separate times to talk about uh, their careers. Chief Rizzo is wearing two hats right now. She is the 126th Operations Group Superintendent and the liaison between the Illinois National Guard and St. Clair County, the county's COVID-19 vaccination effort at uh, Belclair Fairgrounds and Expo Center. You can read more about Chief Douglas and uh, Chief Rizzo on the 126th Air Refueling Wing Facebook page and Instagram page. The federal income filing deadline has been extended to May 17th. Miltax from Military OneSource includes free, easy-to-use tax preparation and e-filing software designed for situations common to service members and their families. The suite of services include Miltax consultants who can answer your questions and advise you on military-specific tax requirements and deductions. Colonel Trong, the Chief of Aerospace Medicine, is moving on to a medical position at State Headquarters. He sat down with our own Mr. Ken Stevens to tell us what his new possession, who his new position is at State Headquarters. The Illinois State Air Surgeon. Illinois State right. Air Illinois Surgeon. Air, Illinois State Air Surgeon. Okay, all right. All right, and so I would be the uh, liaison between uh, uh, NGB, uh, uh, the ATAG, and the medical groups. Uh, for the uh, Illinois Air National Guard. Okay. And then I'd also be functioning as uh, the air liaison for the governor for all kind of domestic uh, and homeland security uh, force health protection. And I'll be working in conjunction with the uh, my Army counterparts as well. Okay, all right. All right. So um, you, you said air liaison, Army yeah. counterparts. So where, where's the dividing line in that? Uh, the, there is, it's, it's all very in, integrated now. So there isn't really a dividing line except for the army would be in charge of the army national guard units the air myself i'd be in charge of the illinois air national guard portion of that sure um, and then we'd work together for kind of like how we're seeing with the COVID response okay. both teams are working together okay. uh, very closely right. so now do you have any effect on the wings and the airmen oh absolutely and- yeah so so what what happened is my responsibility is that i have medical oversight over all force health protection programs of all the wings um and so it's a pretty interesting all the the amount of responsibility that comes down to this office what made you apply for this position i always wanted to do something special do something big in in the military i joined back in 2002 um i'll always remember what uh, one of my good friends has said his name is troy manns he just passed away actually um he was one he was one of our, our docs in our unit and uh he said uh, make make your goals big. You know, make make impressive goals and break it down into sections that are achievable. 
and enjoy the journey along the way. Mm -hmm. And so which each, each step in my career as a young officer, being a company great officer, then field great officer, I always took advantage of, of people around me uh, from gaining their experience and then they have led me to different leadership positions throughout the military. Um, and then it's gotten to this point where I applied for this position. I felt that um, I, I would be a good fit in this position just because I'm so passionate about medicine. I'm so passionate about uh, our units. I'm so passionate about, passionate about the mission. Cool. All right. Okay. And then what, um, like what are the qualifications for this job and how do you see yourself meeting those qualifications? So first of all, you have to be a medical provider and a flight surgeon uh, at that. Uh, the reason why you have to be a flight surgeon is because a lot of uh, our, our missions being in the Air Force revolves around flying. And one of the key aspects is as a flight doc, we have to know what our flyers are going through in the, uh, in the aviation experience, in the aviation environment. Mm -hmm. um, and from that, we can be better physicians for them. Um, so I've been doing that. I've been a flight doc since 2007. Uh, I've flown in numerous different types of aircraft. Uh, my background is, in, is actually in special operations for a couple of years before I saw the light and joined the Air National Guard. Uh, and then um, uh, I joined the uh, 126 Air Refueling Wing with the KC-135 unit, uh, which is an, I've had awesome experiences. I've deployed all over the world, uh, numerous uh, humanitarians and, uh, and uh, deployments to the AOR under my belt. Mm -hmm. um, so those type of things, uh, you know, my current position before I take over as a state air surgeon is I'm the chief of aerospace medicine for the 126 uh, medical group. So uh, I'm kind of the, 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 the lead doc with the lead medical oversight uh, for everyone here in the 126. But when you go up to state or surgeon, there's a, that umbrella falls, it's an even larger umbrella where you're taking care of all three wings with the 126, 182nd, and 183rd. Um, so you mentioned air crew and that uh, you know, the, air, the uh, flight surgeon helps the air crew out. What, what are some of the special challenges that the air crew have medical-wise? Uh, there are certain uh, medical, medical conditions that, uh, that our flyers have to be aware of, whereas someone who is not flying uh, is aware, doesn't need to be aware of. I'll give you an example. One of the most common things is the common cold. You know, if someone who is not a flyer has a cold, they say, hey, boss, I got a cold. All right, why don't you maybe take a day off or, you know, you can continue working, just take some medications, you know, we've got no problem with that. Yeah. Well, as a flyer, if you have a cold, the problem is as you go up in the air, in the, in the aviation environment, the pressure changes. And if you have a cold and you can't clear your ears, well, that can lead to you blowing out your eardrum. Um, so we definitely don't want that to happen, especially during the critical stages of flight of takeoff or landing, uh, because that would cause some, uh, some unneeded distraction during, during, during flying. So what happens, what then is we would denif them. The term is denif, which is duties not including flying. So I would ground them for one to two days until they recover from their condition. Once their condition is fully, once they recover from their condition, then they can go back to flying. So the common cold is one thing. There's a lot of other different uh, sure. uh, diagnoses that, to, that would lead to that. So that's, th those are the challenging parts of being a flight doc. What impact do you hope to have in this position? You know, I have a lot of passion for this job. Um, I want to go out to uh, all the medical groups and just to make myself known. Um, I don't want to feel, I don't want each medical group to feel like they're reinventing the wheel every time they see a problem. You know, we, I want to be able to integrate all the, the, uh, the, uh, the flight docs, all the medical programs, not necessarily into one big program. You know, I think each individual medical group has their own uniqueness and I'm not going to get involved in the nitty gritty details, but I will give that operational oversight from that 40,000 foot level. Um, 
I, I think I have the, the uh, opportunity to, to talk to a lot of different uh, AFSCs from the medical field. And with my background, I've worked with so many of them. Um, I think it would be a, a good fit for me. Uh, I think that one of the unique challenges as we move forward in the COVID, in, COVID environment and in the current uh, uh, homeland defense and in the AOR, there are just so many unique challenges. You know, we are being um, the, the entire Illinois Air National Guard and the, all of Illinois really uh, is being, we're being tasked with a lot of different responsibilities. Sure. COVID's happening, but guess what? There's still, there's still <laughs> engagement in the AOR as well. Mm. Um, and that can lead to a lot of stressors. Um, and guess what? They're still doing inspections. We're still doing exercises right. and everything in between. Um, I think that uh, uh, being a good career functional for the flight docs, whenever they have any questions, I want to be the guy that's easily accessible. Oftentimes, you know, it's hard for them to elevate uh, certain medical questions uh, beyond their chain of command just because they're not quite sure who to elevate it to. Well, I'm the person. I'm the liaison between NGB and the med group. So uh, I want to be that career functional uh, so that they can lean on and go, hey, doc, Dr. Trong, well, we have a question about this. Can you clarify this for us? Do you have anything, any message you want to give to the airmen of the Illinois National Guard? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, we have to uh, continue to work together as a team. Uh, there's a lot of stressors going on right now in this world. Um, I think we just need to be cognizant of being a good uh, airman, being a good wingman to each other, uh, check each other six all the time. Um, if you see someone out there that is feeling maybe you know not quite their normal self maybe there's something going on just reach out to them ask them to say hey how are things going we know we never want to to have any anyone in in, in the wings feel alone uh, or feel sad during these times so uh, I, I do want to, uh, just to kind of remind them that I also remind them uh, set your goals pretty high you know and uh, and work at it you have a lot of opportunities in the National Guard um, Sometimes you may not be aware of it. So if you're not aware, you know, you can just ask around, you know, ask your, ask your supervisor, ask your leadership, hey, are there any opportunities for me to further broaden my career, uh, uh, maybe get an education, um, uh, you know, if you want to do things further along and make rank, those mm -hmm. are the type of things that they, that they, that they look for. So. Anything else to add? No, I think, I think I'm good. I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to moving uh, the medical field of the Illinois Air National Guard uh, forward, and I'm very excited to, to take over. Cool. And when do you start this position? Uh, 1 July. Okay. 1 July 2021. Cool. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to circle back to you. You were talking about the the troops, the you know the stress stuff like that. Yeah. What um what are some of the challenges that you see for the airmen of the National Guard? I, I think the number one challenge is the high ops tempo. It's absolutely the high ops tempo. You know we're we're, we're going out for the mobile vaccination teams, which I think are absolutely amazing. We've got guys going to the Pacific Theater. We've yeah. got guys going to the, the Asian Theater, right? We've got guys going to, uh, to, to, to the Sandbox. Um, and then when they come back, guess what? They've got to go again at some point. Right. Um, so those are, those are, are really challenging uh, as we move forward. And that combined with, you know, our, a lot of us are traditional guardsmen. Mm -hmm. And we still have Monday through Friday jobs. Yeah. So when we get back from these long deployments that are already stressful, we got to get back into our jobs, uh, you know, as whatever it is that we do Monday through Friday. Yeah. I think being a, a guardsman is so unique because a, a lot of us, we don't, we're not really doing this for the money. We're doing this because sure. of the pride yeah. for, what, for our community. 
we're doing this because we love our country. We're doing it because we love our communities. Um, we're not doing it for the money. Uh, and, and I think if we, sometimes we have to remind ourselves of that. Uh, sometimes as times gets very stressful, you have to think about, well, what am I really doing this for? And if you get back to basics, I think that can kind of help you a lot as far as realizing what your fundamental goals of joining the military are. So. Is this a, a full-time position then or a DSG? No, this is still a, this is a DSG still. position. Okay. However, my full-time job is an ER doctor. So I'm an ER physician mm -hmm. in, in Redbud, Illinois. Um, I do 24-hour shifts. Oh. You know, <laughs> we see a lot of patients. They're oh. pretty sick. Yeah. Uh, but I still look forward, you know, after work to focusing on on uh, doing things for the Illinois Air National Guard. Mm -hmm. I'm going to continue to do that. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty excited for this. Well, congratulations to uh, Colonel Trong. Coming up here on Roll Call, we're going to find out more about the 126th Mentorship Program with Lieutenant Colonel Huckel, Captain Holland, Chief Blankenship, Staff Sergeant Adams, and Airman Amici. I'm uh, Tech Sergeant Scoggins in the 126th Air National Guard Air Refueling Wing, and I'm an aerospace maintenance technician, a crew chief. So our job entails mostly, uh, on a good day, inspections. We get the jet ready to leave, and then we catch it when it comes back. So we're, we interact with the pilots there, and then if they have any issues they tell us, we have to do an inspection pre and post flight to find any discrepancies. And if it's something we can fix on the spot, we do. I'm Lieutenant Pippins, AMXS, Aircraft Maintenance, and I am the Aircraft Maintenance Officer. I am a supervisor of all the crew chiefs, so all the men and women that work hard every day out on the line to make sure that the nine aircraft that we have here at Scott are ready to fly for the pilots, and I just make sure that they have everything that they need so that they can meet that mission every day. One of the biggest benefits from working with the 126 would definitely be traveling. I've got to go to a lot of cool places for free to me. We get to go to Europe a lot. We're state partners with Poland, so we get Poland at least once or twice a year. It's nice. If you are in the unit, I recommend picking up that trip. Uh, thanks to joining the Guard, I've been able to get my bachelor's in kinesiology from the University of Illinois, and then I got my doctor of physical therapy from Southwest Baptist University. So I'm a doctor of physical therapy on the civilian side. I work as an outpatient physical therapist. They're both completely different jobs, but completely rewarding. I work one-on-one -on -one mostly in my civilian career field and then here I'm in charge of 50 people so it's a much larger scale uh, but they're both both provided me so much experience. Hi we are the 126 recruiting team. I'm Master Sergeant Heather Wildey, recruiting flight chief. I'm Technical Sergeant Richard Olson, production recruiter. To learn more about career training with the 126 give us a call at 618-222-5701. But, but wait, wait there's, there's more. Give us a call in the next five minutes and you could qualify for four years of free college tuition. All right, good morning, 126 Air Refueling Wing and visitors. So uh, welcome to the 126 Mentorship Town Hall today. I am Lieutenant Colonel Tim Huckel and uh, we apologize for the live feed earlier today. Um, had some technical difficulties, so we are videotaping this uh, today and it'll be posted later. So, um, a little bit of history about the mentorship program. Um, the wing commander, Colonel Tom Jackson, uh, a few months ago approached myself and Major Jen Lubeck about uh, getting this program, reinvigorating this program and making sure that uh, we had a mentorship program within the wing. 
Uh, so in January we had a meeting. We invited anyone who was interested um, to a to a Friday before UTA, and the the actual interest in this program was pretty amazing. Um, we got some quality folks to attend the meeting, and we also since then have had numerous emails from folks who are still asking about how this program is going to work, and that's kind of what we're here today to kind of roll this out. Um, reasons we're here, we want to make sure if you want to be a mentor, you know how to. Uh, if you want to find a mentor, um, we want to make sure that how you would find a mentor. Um, we'll give a video a little later of what's called Linktree and show you how that can be done. And then also uh, another reason for the for the mentorship program is um, we want to have some classes. Uh, maybe there's a gap in some education that we have within the wing. We want to bring in some professionals or some some speakers that can then help bridge those gaps. So um, without further ado, we have an awesome panel here. I want to introduce them real quick before we start in the Q and A, and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, first to my left, uh, far left is uh, Chief Master Sergeant David Blankenship. He's a 126 maintenance group um, component repair superintendent. Welcome, Chief. Thank you. To my immediate left is Captain Doria Holland. She is the 126 Force Support Squadron Commander. Welcome. Thank you, sir. To my right is uh, Staff Sergeant Rashad Adams. Um, he works in the 126 Logistic Readiness uh, Squadron yes, TMO. Yes, sir. Welcome. Thank you. And to my far right is uh, A1C, <laughs> Megan Amici. She works in the 126 uh, Command Support Staff Section. So what we'll do is a quick Q&A. Uh, we'll just go around the table here. And uh, if anyone has anything that they would like to piggyback on what somebody says, by all means, uh, feel comfortable doing that and, uh, and uh, we'll go from there. So, Chief, I'll start with you uh, with the first question. <coughs> Chief, with the start of the 126th Mentorship Program, why do you want to be a mentor and can you give us an example of when a mentor has helped you in your career? Sure. Uh, you know, part of my job is to train and equip airmen to do their job, work on airplanes. Uh, this is another avenue, another tool in the toolbox that I can use, hopefully, to help airmen uh, get the, the skills that they need to not only work on airplanes, but maybe become supervisors and, and move up in their career. Right. Uh, there's, my opinion is there's two kind of people in the world. There's those kind of people that like to receive and those kind of people that like to give. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm the person that likes to give, so if I can help someone, that that is the most pleasurable thing to me than to to uh, get something myself. Right. Um, who is an example of someone who's been a mentor in my career? Uh, I would have to say during my career, Chief retired Chief Sam Sinta has been a, a huge mentor in my career. Uh, I worked for a Chief for over 25 years uh, while I've been in the Guard, and. Uh, he mentored me when there wasn't what we call a mentorship program, right? Uh, he helped me uh, further my career, whether it be skills of working on the airplane or, or as I became a supervisor, uh, skills to uh, manage people and, and deal with some of the unique problems that you deal with as a supervisor. Uh, so I, you know, I definitely have to say uh, Chief said that. Very good. Thank you, Chief. And uh, I, I worked with Chief Center for a long time too. When I came to maintenance, and as a, as a young officer, not so young of an officer, but as an officer, <laughs> uh, he mentored me too. And uh, I can appreciate what you're talking about with Chief Center. So thank you, Chief. Yes, um, Captain Holland, same yeah. question. Absolutely, sir. So I I love being a mentor and kind of pouring into um, folks that are you know willing and wanting to receive. I think I've been um, very grateful throughout my career, whether it was my civilian career or my military career. 
um, to have some pretty influential and impactful people that has poured into my life. Um, had they not been a part of, you know, my, my success, then I definitely, I would be on a different path. Right. Um, and so I want to be able to give that back. Um, so that's why I feel like mentoring is pretty, it's an important, um, big believer in, um, you know, the personal and professional development. Um, and so I wanted to kind of be, you know, an active participant in that. Right. Um, I would say one of the biggest mentors that definitely changed my career. Um, I was part enlisted for about eight years. My last deployment, um, I had a chief who was, uh, she definitely was a kick in the butt. Um, she <laughs> found out I had a degree and she was trying to figure out why I, why I was stalling um, right. to commission and take the AFOQT. And um, I believe when I got back, I got some books, I studied, I took the test and um, I was grateful to be able to get my commission and here I am now, eight years later as an officer. Very good, very good. I think that there's sometimes that we we don't even know when we're being mentored. I talked to this group uh, last week and I can pick out on one hand five five times that I've been mentored in my life and didn't know it was happening at the time but if something didn't happen at that time I'd be in a totally different place mm -hmm. right now so yeah. I can relate to that very much so. Sergeant Adams, same question. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, I would say I want to be a mentor because I'm a uh, new NCO. Um, less than a year I've been a staff sergeant, so I would like to hopefully feed back into some of the new airmen around my squadron and or any potential airmen I will have to oversee within my um, career field at LRS. And I would say um, so far I have been inspired by every member of the deployment and distribution flight and the LRS uh, leadership team. All these individuals have been great mentors to me because they've all poured in me, whether it's my aspirations to become an officer, whether it's my aspirations to um, upgrade my civilian career, they all have been there to kind of mold me into the NCO that I became today. So right. those are the individuals I think that have been the most inaugural mentors to, thus far in my military career. Right. One beautiful thing about folks like DSGs, like Sergeant Adams, is he, he works in the civilian world. And there's, there's mentorship in military and there's mentorship in the, in the civilian world. And they all relate to each other, but he may have some different ideas on how to uh, you know, bring the, his skills to you know to the to the UTA weekend and bring that to us and something that maybe the military had never thought of before. So that's the beauty of having the, such a diverse uh, workforce uh, with civilians and, and DSGs and full timers and AGRs and things like that. So very good with that. So. Um, some people would wonder why I would have an A1C on the panel, um, but uh, uh, for a mentorship uh, town hall. Uh, the reason is, is there's a thing called reverse mentorship, and that is folks like me who maybe need to, you know, understand something different uh, for, from a different generation, I would go to someone like uh, A1C Amici. So my question for A1C Amici would be, being the youngest person on this panel, if a senior NCO like Chief Blankenship, came to you with a question on the mindset of newly assigned members of the wing and challenges they may have in their first year, do you think you could help the Chief as a mentor and how? So I think I would definitely be able to help. Um, given the position I sit in, I am Commander Support Staff, so I'm constantly working with officers, senior NCOs, and NCOs. Um, so I'm really comfortable with ask, asking those types of questions. and. Um, so I guess in regards to like an airman being scared or nervous to go up to an NCO um, or an officer and basically just get the information that they need within that first year. Because I remember me coming back personally from tech school, I was terrified. <laughs> and then I had Sergeant Luna, who's my supervisor, um, as a mentor, and she really like pushed me to get out there and be more active within 
just the maintenance group in general. Um, but circling back with like going up to cheap blanket ship, um, I basically being able to like fill that gap and work with him to kind of get the um, see like figure out how he would be able to relate more to the younger generation because he can mm -hmm. come to me for sure with the reverse mentoring and then just kind of go from there. Um, I was talking to him earlier today about how we've kind of changed how we do business. That's what we always say over in the maintenance group. But um, basically uh, with how we are sending out emails instead of text messages to um, our DSGs in regards to drill weekends. Um, I, I'd say people my age, we really don't check our personal emails often. It's usually for like ads or anything like that is what gets sent to my email. So um, a text message is way better. So they kind of uh, took a poll and then to see where we were at and getting across that message, definitely. So right. evolving with the times, I guess. And that's reverse mentoring. And if we're not listening to our younger troops or our brand new troops, if we're not listening to them, then, then that's a failure on our part. So. Um, it's mentorship is across the board. Um, thank you, Megan. Appreciate that. Um, another another part of mentorship is I'll give you an example of what Megan brought to the table. The first meeting we had, um, Major Lubeck and I were talking about how this was going to roll out, and we said, you know, what we need to do is set up a SharePoint, and that's where people can come to to get all the information and. Uh, Aaron Amici came back and said, I have this idea about a link tree and we'll show a video here in a little bit of how that link tree works. But she came to this and once we saw it, we said, that's exactly what, what we need because it goes off a QR code and everybody has a phone and it's right at their fingertips. And if they want, if they want to find a mentor, be a mentor, or find anything about the mentorship program, that's how you do it. It's right at your fingertips. So uh, we'll cover that video here in just a little bit. So I'd like to go back this way with yes, Starting with Sergeant Adams and yes, uh, ask the second question. Yes, can you tell me a time that you wish you had a mentor due to something you may not have known? Uh, yes, thanks for that question, sir. Mm -hmm. um, I would say probably coming into the Air National Guard because I, I'm i first generation military. I have like distant cousins that were once in the 126, but as for mentorship, I wish I maybe would have had someone in my personal family or my personal network um, or even my professional network on the civilian side to kind of mentor me to tell me a little bit more as for just information about the lifestyle of the Air National Guard because you hear so many things within the community positive things about the military but you really don't know which I was excited to be an enlisted member but I just wish I maybe have had a little more of background information as to different types of career fields uh, how to take the ASVAB uh, maybe about MEPS or things like that as a new troop coming in because I didn't really know I was just kind of going through the process of a new individual joining the armed forces. So that would be my personal time, I would say. Okay, very good, thank you. Kevin? Um, I would say my most recent experience was when um, I just recently came back from deployment. I think it would have been valuable to have a mentor um, just to the nuances of when you're getting out there. Because I've deployed as an, as an enlisted member, but deploying as an officer is very different. <laughs> um, Definitely, I, I learned a lot, um, you know, on my feet, but I, I wished um, that I would have had that support. Right. And unfortunately, I was by myself um, at my particular location, so I had to uh, seek um, folks I was not too familiar with. But it got easier as time went on, and I sure. um, actually uh, connected with the chief out there. I don't know, something about chiefs. Something about yes. chiefs, right? <laughs> something about chiefs. Right. Find a good chief, um, right? Yeah, I found a good chief, and he, go. uh, he was a CE background, and he definitely helped... Um, you know, mold me and empower me to, you know, through my deployment. Very good. Right. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. Chief. Yeah, you know, uh, no regrets really, but uh, mm -hmm. uh, if I look back and 
uh, one of my biggest things, aviation is, is a passion of mine. I, I, I enjoy everything about aviation. Uh, in my 20s, I went and got my private pilot's license. And I, and I wish there had been someone there at the time to prod me to, to go a little bit farther and uh, pursue the, the pilot side on the guard. Right, uh, right. You know, things could have things could have been a lot different. Again, no regrets on where I'm at now, but, uh, uh, and, I've, and I've always really enjoyed working on airplanes, mm -hmm. but uh, I would have liked to take that passion to the next step. Right, uh, that's one thing we talk about uh, in, in our meetings when we we're trying to roll this out is, you know, I'm not the right person to come to if, they, if somebody wants to be a pilot. Mm -hmm. um, but if they go to our Linktree uh, site and find a pilot that they may read their profile and, and feel comfortable talking to that person, mm -hmm. they can click the button and, and send a message out to them and they can maybe link up with them and ask them some questions. Mm -hmm. And if that person can't help them out, guess what? The next person may be able to. So, agreed. Absolutely. So, okay. Um, what I'd like to do now is. Uh, you know, how do you become a mentor? What is the mentorship program all about? I talked a little bit about the Linktree uh, site, and uh, what we'd like to do now is roll out a video that uh, Aaron Amici and our PA crew has uh, put together, and uh, we'll show that now. Hi, I'm Aaron Amici. I'm with the 126 Mentorship Program, and I will be showing you how to access our Linktree through our QR code. First, you'll pull up your camera. Once that's up, a link will pop down. You'll click on it. The first tab is about the mentorship program, where you will learn more. The second tab will provide you a list of all of our mentors. You will be able to read about them, where they work, what they do for fun, and much more. The third tab will take you to a spreadsheet, where you will fill out about yourself, what you are looking for in a mentor, and if you have a specific mentor in mind. We also added a Goodreads tab. There you will find a list of books that our mentors handpicked in regards to leadership, risk taking, and much more. The last tab is a suggestion tab. Please provide positive feedback and let us know how we can better assist you. If you have any questions, please send them in to our org box at 126arw.arw.mentorship.us.af.mil and we will answer during our town hall. Uh, thank you again for that video and no, thank you to our PA crew. That was great and putting that together and the idea, the reverse mentorship <laughs> to all of us because that is going to be a, a valuable tool for folks. You'll see those QR codes all around the wing and just click on it and just, just take a look at the, the link tree and uh, we appreciate it. Um, so what I'd like to do now is just close this up. I'd like to go around the, the panel real quick and just uh, ask them for some closing comments about the mentorship program. So Chief, we'll start with you. Oh uh, yeah, I think this is a, a great thing that we're doing here. Um, it, it, it really opens up the door if you go to that uh, link tree site and you can look at the the uh, bios of the people that have volunteered to do it, and uh, it, it's it's pretty awesome that uh, you know if I was in Megan's shoes right now as an A1C and I could go really directly to Colonel Jackson and ask him a question uh, if he was the one that fit the bill for that, uh, right. I, right. I think it's really awesome, and, and I, I'm glad that we're putting a, a label on something that may, that maybe we've done uh, informally, and sure. now we're doing it a lot more formal. Right. Uh, so it's, it's a really good thing for us. Thank you, Chief. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think the last time I looked at the link tree, we had, what, over 40 mentors that, that have a passion to give back to our folks into the wing. Right. I think that is absolutely phenomenal. Um, I, I am very happy that this is an actual program that we are launching because I think that was something that we were missing for some time. Right. And for folks to feel comfortable and the diversity within those mentors is it's it's incredible 
Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to, um, to you know, working through this and um, seeing some folks kind of grow and, and uh, develop. Very good. Yeah. Right, thank you, Kevin. Sure. Yes, sir. Uh, first, I want to say uh, thank you for having me here uh, to yourself, Major Lubeck, and my team at uh, Deployment and Distribution at LRS. I really appreciate this opportunity to be here. But um, I would say I look forward to the future success of our mentorship program. I'm ready to get started in helping people in, and to be on the receiving end as well to get tips and everything about the Air National Guard that I may not be privy to, and I can take those items back to my team and other airmen within my squadron. So thank you for having me. Thanks, Arnold. Uh, Megan? So I was going to say, um, in regards to the link tree in general, if you guys do have any questions on how to work it or use it, um, I'm here all week long or throughout the week. So um, feel free to send me an email. And then I'd say probably what I'm most looking forward to the mentorship program is a little bit different because um, I'd say during whenever I was in student flight, um, I think this would be a great like opportunity for our student flight members just because, I mean, really they're only out at, within the unit within where they're actually going to be working on Sundays usually. So um, I think this is going to be a great opportunity for them to maybe come out here one of the days and then really get to know the members within our wing and that type of stuff too for before they leave for tech school and basic training so then they can kind of have a better idea of what to expect. Very good. All right. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, thanks panel. I appreciate it. Thank you for taking time out of your day. I really appreciate you coming here and thank you for the PA team for putting this together. I know we couldn't go live. We went live for a little bit, but we had to, we had to videotape this and, uh, and roll it out a little later, but that's okay. Um, the, the information is getting out to the wing and that's exactly what we wanted so and I think that uh, this uh, camera for chief of captain mentioned it but it's exactly what Colonel Jackson wanted he wanted the airman to be able to talk to Colonel Jackson if he if that airman wanted to mm -hmm. if they can reach out to anyone on that profile and reach out to him and just have a sit down with them and you know maybe have a little mentorship se session that's exactly what Colonel Jackson's uh, uh, vision was so uh thanks again panel appreciate Thank it thanks again pa team much appreciated uh for all the folks who are deployed within the state of illinois or overseas uh get home safe get home soon we hope to get you back and uh involved in the mentorship program so thank you if you want to find out more about the mentorship program you can go to their linktree account uh it's linktr.ee forward slash 126 arw mentorship with your look around the Air Force, I'm Staff Sergeant Angelo Rosadio. April is the month of the military child. Since 1986, the Department of Defense takes this month to acknowledge the important role military children play in their communities, honoring their strength, bravery, and resilience. Shireen Brown, the wife of Chief of Staff of the Air Force General C.Q. Brown, marked the beginning of the month by attending a special ceremony at Edwards Air Force Base, California. We welcome all of you to be able to enjoy and celebrate our children. They are our treasures, they are our future. The military lifestyle affects every member of the family with frequent moves and a life of uncertainty. Department of Defense schools celebrate Purple Up for Military Kids Day on April 14th. Purple signifies all military services together. It's a day to wear purple in support of military kids. Upgrades are being made for the talent marketplace to become the one-stop shop location for enlisted airmen and guardians to get information about available assignments. This new capability will become the primary platform for all career fields to see upcoming job opportunities and help reform the enlisted assignments process. One of the system's developers says the goal is to bring assignments into the 21st century by blending mission needs with assignment policies to increase transparency and flexibility without losing sight of mission requirements. 
Spearheaded by multiple functional communities, these assignment teams and functional managers work together to create the groundwork for this platform. Testing began in early March, and eventually, the Air Force plans to move all special assignments to the talent marketplace. Pararescue jumpers and combat rescue officers partnered with SpaceX to conduct a rescue force qualification course to train on retrieving astronauts after returning to Earth. The course provides quarterly training for rescue personnel and partner agencies to prepare for real-world astronaut recovery missions during a variety of conditions. And that's your look around the Air Force. If you are having thoughts of suicide or know someone in crisis, call the Military Crisis Line, 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. Press 1 for military. There is a chat lifeline also. You can chat through their website, suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Another way to get help is uh, the through the crisis text line. The text line, uh, just text HELP to 838-255. The crisis uh, text line, again, is 838-HELP, or sorry, the crisis text line, text HELP, H-E-L-P, to 838-255. That's 838-255. You can find all of our links on Linktree, that's linktr.ee, forward slash 126ARW. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, you can also download this on your favorite podcast app if you would like to pass along some information. You can email roll call at 126.ARW.PA.MM.ORG at us.af.mil. Thanks for listening to Roll Call, a 126th Air Refueling Wing podcast focused on people, mission, and community. I'm Tech Sergeant Brian Ellison.